everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is season four, if you can believe it, of I can't. Best Friends Club Podcast. You've probably been waiting since May 15, 1997, when <laughs> the last episode of season three um, came out. So welcome to September 25th, 1997. <laughs> Thanks for waiting. Are you guys nervous about the dot-com boom? I mean, crash. Yeah. Y2K? <laughs> Have you got those new um, Windows updates from Windows yeah. 95 from Bill Gates? Yeah. I took all my money out in gold bars. So hopefully if the banks don't open again, I'll be set. Nice one. I'm yeah. starting to think more about Y2K. That's what I said. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a really good listener. Yes. Basically, yes. And that's also it, that's me. You're a very good listener. Sorry. End of, end of podcast. Um, I did read, or I, I listened to a pod, another podcast, um, one that I always talk about called You're Wrong About that I love, where they just mm-hmm. kind of like go through and talk about things that were sensationalized and, you know, some of the nuance and fact that was overlooked. And they correct it. Um, they were doing one about Y2K. And they said that it's something that when they built computer systems and stuff back in like the, what, 70s or whatever, they were like, 60s, 70s, they were like, oh, you know, this this will be an issue when it when we get to the year 2000. But they were all like, yeah, we'll figure it right. out by then. Like, year 2000. Um, you know, kind of like, will we even still be using these programs and we'll, we'll sort it out. Um and then everybody ignored it. And then in 1997 is when the article, an article came out that was like, doomsday. Um, <laughs> End of life. Yeah. So 1997, they really did um, start thinking about it again. Could you imagine the year 9,999? I'm sure that's how people felt about the year 1999. But yeah, I don't think the earth is still going to be around and... 8,000, 7,000 years. Sorry, Earth. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We're just a blip. She's she's pretty resilient. I, I mean, she'll get rid of all of us first. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you and I definitely won't be here. But oh, but I mean, like, the humankind might not be. Nah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe finally we'll the see. ant people will be in charge, like Phoebe predicted. Oh, yeah, probably. Speaking of Phoebes, do you want to um, talk about this show that we're supposed to talk about? Yeah. I mean, we could keep talking about what we think the year 10,000 will be like. Why 10K? I think we should write a Prince-style song why about 10K? it. 10,000, zero, party zero. Like it's 9,999. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just wait for that banger to come out in the clubs. 9,999. Bang-rang. Okay. Well, anyway, this is season four. Oh. Hold on to your butts because this is just going to be a joyride from here on out as far as I'm concerned. There is potentially some stuff that – is there anything coming up that, like, you do or don't like? So we said we don't love the proposal episode. A lot of people don't love Emily. Is that right? Uh, Maybe. Probably. I mean, I don't think Emily does anything wrong, really. No, no, she doesn't. And as an actress, she's not 
I mean, she... No, she... Yeah, I think she is an actress's annoying, kind of. Oh. Um, Um, She's a bit um, harried, I think is maybe the word, but um, I don't... But I think the episodes are funny, so I don't dislike those scenes. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Emily, I made... During quarantine, one of my things I wanted to try to do was make potpourri. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and you all did, I could think when I was making it is, Monica's going to make potpourri. <laughs> I did make it. It was really easy. You just cook flowers on low heat and then it's potpourri. Oh, it does it like um, do, when you walk in the room, does the smell permeate or do you have to like really get your nose in there? So when I was cooking it, you could smell it. Like it smelled like flowers from my whole house. It was really cool. Um, and then I made it, so I've only made it once and, um, the recipe I followed said to spray some like essential oils on it and the essential oil that I use, it suggested geranium, which I have, which is like a floral scent, mm-hmm. but it, it's a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the smell, but it, unfortunately that's like what took over. So I think next time I might try it just with sprayed water instead of spraying water and essential oils just right. to see like what the flowers naturally do or i might do something more a scent i like a little bit more like lavender like yeah. a little bit lighter just a little lighter Ooh, what if yeah. you did like a rose um, oil like a rose hip oil well i don't have rose oil because it's really expensive ah um like pure so i actually looked at making my own rose oil oh and too hard i guess it's possible but i would need i mean i have a i have a decent amount of roses but not enough that smell yeah good um so it would also be like mixing rose scent so you i don't know that it would work have to get and i think i would get like stuff. five drops yeah. <laughs> you have to like distill and steam the roses and then skim the oil off the top i think it would also take over again because rose rose hip yeah that's something that can get really strong well i'm mostly i mean my potpourri is mostly roses anyway mm. but um Anyway, that's all I could think was Monica's can potpourri <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> that's fun. Um, yeah. Well, I think that it's just super good episodes from here on out. So let's dive in. Um, this one is the one with the jellyfish. So if you remember, well, you don't have to remember because this, the episode opens with Joey filling us in. <laughs> I don't really remember what happened there either. <laughs> okay. Kind of filling us in. Okay, so, yeah, so he's um, talking about, I mean, you guys remember, we just watched it last week, but I was thinking that it was, like, this huge break in between the last, like, season three and season four. I mean, four months is not short by any means. Um, it certainly, was it a huge cliffhanger? Oh, yeah, I guess it was a huge cliffhanger of, like, did Yeah, Ross, like, which room did he go into? Yeah, did, so there was, like, um, there was... Monica, like Chandler was like trying, it was like hitting on Monica and that was kind of what was happening there. And then um, Phoebe, Beach Phoebe, which is I think what we should call her, Beach Phoebe told Phoebe, I'm your real mother. And so that was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the big cliffhanger was Ross went upstairs and he walked into a room, but we don't know if it was Rachel's room or Bonnie's room. Right. So let's pick up there. Do you want to? You want to talk about Peehee? You want to talk about Peehee? Yeah, Let let's talk, talk about to you. Let's talk about Peehee. Oh no, it's okay. a group decision. Um, so Beach Peehee <laughs> was like, "Yeah, I'm your mom." Um, 
Phoebe, which is her, Lily and Frank, we were all really close. We were kind of a couple. So they were a thruple. Yeah. Or in an episode of New Girl, they call it a triad. Oh. I'm, not, one, I'm not really up on the group dating scenarios. Does so. one of them join a triad in New Girl? No, 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 no. It's this episode where these like 20-year-olds move in across the hall. Oh, I think I've seen And this. yeah, they're all like, you know, they don't know what, uh, like, uh, what's the Friday night TV show we watched as kids? The the lineup. Oh, TGIF? TGIF. They don't know what TGIF is and just says, like, did I do that from Urkel? Oh, yeah. I think she made it up. And they hate Schmidt. Um, he thinks it's because he's old, but it's because he's unbearable. They call him an unbearable asshat. <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny. But that's how I feel. I've been telling Ashley about the 20-year-olds that live next door to me, and i that's how I feel. Like, and they call her like, husband Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt. Yeah. That is... Bless them. That is like... I mean, I get it, because like you said, he is old enough to be their dad, but like, <laughs> that is like... Uh, that's like a, what a five-year-old says. Like, I know. I think they're just trying to be respectful to their elders. That is so adorable. Which we definitely are. The it's thing really is, like, cute. but they're old enough to... Oh, no, they're not old enough to drink beer. I forgot. 21. I mean, they might be 21. I'm just guessing. Like, I know that they're not old enough to be out of college. So I just assume True. they're 20. 20 is like the middle. So I just kind of I guess assume. it's just like I used to always do. Like, I still, well, I don't know. Do I still call your parents by their um, last names? Yes, you do. I do it to be respectful. <laughs> it's so funny. But I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say like, Mr. Bobby, like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm to your mom. I'm like, hey, Mary, how's it hanging? Yeah, <laughs> sup, mom? Yeah, true. Um, anyway, sorry, Beach Phoebe's thr- thruple. Um, so they were right. all a couple, and she she doesn't mention that she was pregnant with twins, does she? Because, um, but anyway, she says like, you know, I was 18. I thought I was leaving you with the best parents you could have. Kind of trying to imagine yeah. back to that scenario. I'm like, oh, woof. That would have been really difficult. That would have been so weird. Yeah. I also kind of think like, I I guess when you're in high school, if there is a couple that has been together for a long time or seems like they're going to stay together, like you don't really think like, this is ridiculous. Of course, these two aren't going to yeah. stay together. You know, like, yeah, that's the benefit and of hindsight. And it probably seemed... And it seemed probably seemed more stable to her in her situation, like maybe yeah. being alone. And they had obviously coupled off. Um, it. I mean, I would assume otherwise. Would why wouldn't she stay with Frank? Or maybe she just wanted out, and she couldn't handle it. Yeah. Or you know. But yeah. They. You had think you plans know to go do whatever together, and she was yeah. kind of like, "You guys are gonna, you know, you've got plans. You're gonna do things, whatever." Don't yeah. know. It is hard when you're young, like you know. I saw this thing that was like, teenagers, quick, move out while you still know everything. <laughs> and, you know, it's really true because the time you're like, I do know what I'm talking about. And you kind of do, but you kind of don't. You know, like you can only know what you know. And life and time teaches you. Experience teaches you. Yeah. Um, so you really can only know so much at 18, no matter how mature you are. Totally. You know. You haven't like been hardened by life yet I in a good way. Think you know, it's. I think that the older you get, the more you realize the less you know. You know what I mean? Like totally. I yes. just remember hitting a point where I'm like, oh, it's okay to be like, you know what? I have no idea. 
<laughs> like, yep. there's so Agreed. much we don't know. So, anyway. Yep. Um, so, she left Phoebe and Ursula with Frank and Lily. And she's like, you know, I thought you'd have the best parents around. I had no idea until mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So, that's super painful. Um, it is. And Beach Phoebe's like, look, you're here now. I'd really love to get to know you. But our Phoebe is like, well, tough nuggies. Yeah. I know you <laughs> Again, love it when Ross and I say that. <laughs> um, yeah, which, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, what a bombshell to have dropped on you. Yeah. Yep. And then to make matters worse, oh, gosh. she goes to tell freaking Ursula. I know. And who's just, you know, the worst. The worst. And is like, I love when she goes to the door and she's like, well, and she's like, you know, our birth mom, she lives in, you know, she's this other lady. And, she, and Ursula's like, oh, yeah, the one that lives in Montauk. Like, she obviously knows. And Phoebe's like, you knew? And she's like, yeah, it was in the suicide note. And then she's like, you didn't read it? Hold on. And obviously yeah. she doesn't have it. But I love what she's like. Uh, Phoebe says something like, I can't believe you never told me there was a suicide note. And Ursula's like, so how have you been doing? Yeah. She's, she's like, like, well, I shut, shut up. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just I don't have. The mental capacity for your antics right now. Yeah. If Ursula is um, trying to thinly, veilly like, distract her. Yeah. Well, and that's just how she is. Like, yeah, talk really about floofy. Yeah. Like, yeah. she just has no awareness. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. It does kind of seem, well, no, I guess I was going to say, I wonder, like, what Ursula ended up doing. Because it doesn't sound like they stayed together, Ursula and Phoebe. Who? Like, it doesn't sound like they had to, like, well, kind of grow I up think, together. Well, when her mom killed herself and her dad left, they were on their own. So. But did they live in a, the gremlin together? It doesn't. I don't know. Maybe. I guess we don't know. No, I think that they kind of split up and did their own thing because they were never close in the first place. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like. Um so yeah so ursula like dear ursula and phoebe your mom like i don't I'll remember miss you i'll miss you p.s your real mom lives in montauk um <laughs> at the fake suicide note so she's just poor phoebe is like has nothing um and then beach phoebe comes to see her at the coffee shop while she's singing a song i quite like the these are the colors of my bedroom so clever. It is a good one. Um, I invite you to count the colors in your bedroom. Except you. <laughs> you, you go, go away. <laughs> um, and Beach Phoebe's really trying to reconnect. And she's like, you know, you came looking for family. I'm family. And it's true. And I'm so glad that Phoebe now actually does have um, some, you know, some family to connect with. Um, because Ursula is terrible and she doesn't know her dad her stepdad who was in prison or her no no sorry her stepdad's in prison her real dad frank she doesn't she's never met or mm-hmm. she doesn't remember and her mom killed herself when she was little so yeah she she could use some family um yeah and then you know phoebe's trying to be mad at her but then like she starts finding all these things to connect with her over like shoot it just started raining and I don't have an umbrella. I really, I really hate that. 
Me too. No way. Wait a minute. Puppies. Cute or ugly? <laughs> so cute. Uh-huh. Do you like pizza? I like pizza. Yeah. It's it's cute because it's obvious that Phoebe wants to connect with her. Exactly. Despite the fact that she wants to hate her. Exactly. Um, because she's just grasping at anything. The Beatles. I um, like the be- like just the most right. obvious stuff. Like Uh-huh. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I don't really care about the Beatles that much. No, neither. I mean, they're fine. I'm not okay. I'm not affected. But but I think it's like... They've got a few hits. Puppies. But <laughs> they were all right. No. Like puppies, pizza, getting caught in the rain. You know. Right. Things that we can all agree Pina on. coladas. I do love pizza. <laughs> and I do love puppies. Um, so that's super cute. And do we see... Do we see Beach Phoebe very much anymore? I feel like we, she comes I once believe- more... We see her one other. We hear her mentioned a few times, and then we see yeah. her one other time, ironically, with a puppy. Oh, that's um, right. When she talks to Phoebe about about being a surrogate, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, which I think is a really sweet way to bring her back in in like a meaningful way. Yeah, without just like layering on, because they kind. I feel like they kind of like mention her a lot in the first, you know year after this happens mm-hmm. but then they kind of let it go um and i believe yeah phoebe and yeah phoebe gets pregnant or is offered to get pregnant by her brother which um, we'll get to <laughs> uh Whoa. not really really soon but soon ish it is in season four so yeah um because um, she gives birth at the beginning of season five let's start talking about chandler allegedly allegedly let's talk about chandler next oh. <laughs> Allegedly. I always think that when I see it. I don't know why. <laughs> allegedly. You know that's not it though, right? No, I know. It's allegedly. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Glad to know. So the this is, is... Okay. So this is the one where Chandler does the whole, oh, I'll go get you more soda. No, I won't because I'm not your boyfriend. I just thought it was cut out of my episode from last time because you were like, remember he does oh. that? But it's this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same. Like they all have... It's the same. So don't worry about it. Um, do you think that Chandler looks so cute in this episode? I think he looks a lot healthier. I thought um, so too, but I think, th- isn't this I still also, mid-drug use? I don't, it's Maybe hard it's to not. tell. I feel like it might be tapered off drug use. He's, he's not quite as like lanky skin. Yeah, he's, he's filled out. His skin looks, his hair's lighter. He looks well. Healthier. Yeah, it kind of looks like he put sun in in his hair. <laughs> he probably didn't. Is all I can think because it's kind of like brownish, orangish. Like I don't know. Maybe tinge. he did over summer vacay. <laughs> True. He because that's what happens to people who don't like my hair. Actually, and your hair too. Like even though we have very dark hair, our it hair goes, goes blonde, blonde. Yeah, in the sun. Um, and like I get some highlights in my hair now, and they take really easily. But some people with super dark hair, their hair goes more like reddish orange. Like it gets really brassy. Yeah. Yeah. Brassy is um, a good way. And so if you put sun in, in their hair, it's going to get brassy. Um, so I think that's what happened to Chandler. He went with the sun in. It was 1997. I mean. It was. We were all going I mean, with the sun I mean, I definitely in. used sun in. <laughs> I used a lot of sun in. I think I did it once. I used to use actual lemons. Did you ever do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did it together. Oh, God. We Remember were we dorks. would go to, like, the bars on the beach and ask for lemons. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Yeah. We'd be like, can we have a glass of water and a whole cup of lemons? And we would just everywhere <laughs> in our hair. Did it work? 
Yes, it definitely works. I think that was the cheap way of doing it because I didn't want to like I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. And so I didn't want to be seen purchasing Sunin with my allowance. Yeah. And honestly, if I didn't have like a lot of grays coming in that I'm trying to disguise with the highlights, I'd probably still be doing the lemon thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Honestly, it works and it looks natural. Well, there you go, kids. Y2K and use lemons in your hair. If your mom says you're not allowed to dye your hair, just put lemons just in it and say it's not my fault. It's the sun's. Ask for the ask for lemons. Um, yeah, I also think that blue sweater looks cute on him. So anyway, he looks super cute. Um, I feel like he looks like he's going bowling. He, I guess that's no, later. No, that's that other shirt. Yeah, I'm talking about the baby yeah. blue sweater. And he does. He has too many bowling shirts. Um, anyway, so they, so they being Chandler, Monica, and Joey, go to the beach Joey digs mm-hmm. the largest hole, which would have probably mm-hmm. taken days. <laughs> have you ever tried to dig a hole? There's no, oh he's gosh, like, it's shoulder so deep. Hard. Yes. It's so And also hard. really, I mean, maybe this isn't the case in Montauk, but it is in Florida. If you dig like literally six inches down, water, water starts coming up from the ground. Yeah. That's because the water table is really high. I wonder, maybe it's different in Montauk. Now, do you think that- But at the beach, I feel like the water table has to be low because you're right on the shore. Did they film this at actual beach? I should have looked this up beforehand. I didn't think we were going to talk about um, it. I thought about it, and I just assumed they shot it in L.A. Because they shot everything else on a soundstage in L.A. Yeah, I know they're in L.A., but I'm asking, like, are they actually at the beach? Like, are they outside? I think so. Okay. I think so. It looks like a beach. Probably. So did the did – the, did the, um, what did you call it? Department have to actually – Our department – did art department have to actually dig that giant hole? Yeah. They must have I'm got like a backhoe. something they passed. Yeah, they probably did. Or made like interns and PAs do it. Sorry. That guys. would have taken actual days, I think. I'm sure they must mm. have got a backhoe. Someone tell us. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, so they're looking at the hole. Oh, yeah. Chandler's still talking about the hole. Would you date me? Whatever. It's annoying. And um Monica and Chandler go to look at Joey's giant hole, and Monica gets stung by a, stung by a jellyfish in like four inches of water, which I don't think can happen. Well, they wash up. Um, the waves were rolling in. Could that and happen? I, could... I looked. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they get washed onto shore. I didn't realize you could get stung in like such. I guess if they wash up and the tentacles hit you. Yeah. Um, it's probably like less likely to happen, but I mean, think about it. How far offshore are you normally? Not that far. And that's where people get stung. Have you ever been stung by jellyfish? Somehow? No. No, neither. Well done. Yeah, and I don't, I actually have never been physically assaulted by the ocean in any way. Um, other than one time I got like a, a, a weird little, like a couple, it felt like a bite, like around my ankle. But I think it might have just been like, uh, it might have even just been um, mosquitoes or something. But it was like very sudden. It was very like throbby, almost more like a bee sting. Oh. But there was nothing that I saw. And there were just like a couple little bumps and that was it. But um, it wasn't that, you know, it was like painful, but not unbearable. Right. So I don't know what it was. But um, yeah, I've never actually, no stingrays. And I mean, that's really big where we grew up. Yeah, I've seen tons of stingrays. Oh, yeah. I did want to just shuffle those feet. Yes, do the shuffle. Um, here in um, New Zealand, once we were in like a little harbor area, and there was this 
bright blue jellyfish floating around. Oh, yeah. And everybody was like, because sometimes we get weird stuff from Australia um, makes yeah. its are way over. Are those I don't know if it was a man of war because those are really, okay. really dangerous. I think mm-hmm. it was a different type. Um, ones that are dangerous, but like man of war are like, if you don't have the anti-venom or whatever, you can die in like within the hour or something. Those facts oh, probably geez. aren't correct. But um, I think it's like Portuguese man of war or whatever they're called. They're really deadly. But no, this was just, this was something that was dangerous, like floating around and everybody was like, ah! Um, but everyone else, so it's this little harbor and everyone has their boats um, in there. And my mm-hmm. friends and I decided to blow up a bunch of pool toys and go floating around on like a pizza and a flamingo and a donut. So we were like... Sounds like fun. Yeah. We were like scuttling away, like trying to paddle with our hands and everybody in their boats was just looking at us like we were such losers. <laughs> we had fun. Sounds good to me. There's definitely man o' war on the beaches in Florida sometimes. Like the big, because those are like the blue puffy things, right? Um, I mean, there's just so many different types of jellyfish, right? I think, yeah, I think there were man o' war that used to wash up on the shore in Florida, though. Yeah. But I don't know. what were you going to say you looked up? Oh, I looked up if jellyfish even were in the Hamptons and Montauk. Oh. I just wasn't sure. I assume they're everywhere because they're in the ocean. I don't know. I thought you know, they were in warmer waters. Well, but it was in the summer, and, it, you know, the water gets warm enough. Well, um, what did your research say? My research said that they do oh. show up there, and so do stingrays sometimes. Um, and what's really funny is when I Googled, are there jellyfish in the Hamptons, the first article that came up was, fact or fiction, urinating on a jellyfish sting is an effective treatment. Yes, I also looked that up. Yeah, but it was like it said it works for Monica and friends, but how does the alleged remedy hold up under scientific scrutiny? Which I thought was funny that I didn't even say anything about friends, but that's but that's what came the out. article yeah. it served me. Yeah, I was like, oh, so I'm not the first person to Google are there jellyfish in the Hamptons. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. So well, so as everybody will remember, apparently you're supposed to. So it was like she was in so much pain; they were really far from the house. And they were like, you're going to have to pee on it. There's something about ammonia in that that makes it better. Um, And findings, fact or fiction? Um, It says that it is fiction. Yeah. I looked up an article from the Cleveland Clinic. Thought we'd go with something a little bit more scientific. And it, um, it said that too. It said it could actually make it worse. Yeah. So there you go, kids. It says to go for vinegar. Yes. So what I've read, that's that's what I've read as well. Remove any tentacles. Do not rub the area. Rinse it with the hottest water you can stand for about 20 minutes. Um, And vinegar might help for the pain. Because there's something in vinegar. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it that there's pee in vinegar? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I love when later they're like, people are like, no, nothing. Don't worry about it. And Joey goes to Ross, it's between us and the sea, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Such a favorite line. I know. I know. Um, so here's the question. Let's say the pee did work. Okay. W- would you want me to pee on you? I think we already talked about this. Of course. Did we? Okay. Didn't we? 
I'm pretty I mean, sure I don't we know talked when about we this. Talked like, about this. Well, we just talked about Y2K and potpourri, so anything's on the table. I mean, I table. guess it's true. I'm sure we've I'm sure we've covered all the topics in the years, but I haven't written all your answers down. So. I thought I thought it was just like a couple episodes ago we talked about this, and you said you'd for sure want me to. Maybe we talked about kissing a girl. I don't remember. Of course, I. If it was something else, it if, was. Oh yeah, I think it was like kissing. If you needed me to kiss you, would I? Oh yeah, for the yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. Um, if pee worked, a one hundred percent, I'd want you to pee on me. Yeah, same. I don't want you to pee on but me just like for kicks, but just because <laughs> a good prefer. So since you. it doesn't work, I'm not supposed to pee on this you. Is isn't that an invitation what I'm from to this? pee on me? Okay. Um, honestly, like you guys, a weird R. Kelly thing. I don't know. I feel like pee is mostly water. I'm not that phased by it. Yeah, like, it's not. No, I used to be a lifeguard for a pool. <laughs> like, yeah, been around way worse. I don't know. Yeah, pee is not. Pee's like the least offensive. Yeah, Kim. Kim and I were lifeguards at the pool at the same time. She'll know. Band aids, poop, oh, diapers. Well. I'm sure there was worse. That was just. You know, not to the naked Ugh. eye. Yeah. Pee's the least of my problems. Ugh. I sound grosser than um, I am. You're gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I love when they come in and they're like, what? No, I don't. I don't know. And they just like wander away. Yeah. And so finally, they're like back at the apartment and Ross is like, should we make that an annual thing? And the three of them are like, no. And they're like, all right, you guys, what the hell happened? And I love that um, Joey's finally like, Monica got stung by a jellyfish. And they're all like, no. And he's like, I got to get it out. And so. Deed me alive. <laughs> and so I love it when when Monica's like, all right. All right. I got stung. <laughs> the way they present it is so funny. Stung bad. Yeah, like it's like recounting this trauma. And so like Joey starts it. Monica picks it up. Chandler we were miles from the beach or from the house. Um, like this, like this war scene or something. Um, and then they're like, you know, I read this thing on the discovery channel about jellyfish stings and Ross is like, Oh yeah. On the discovery channel, you peed on yourself. And they're all like, ew. <clears throat> and she's like, you can't say that. You didn't know. I thought I was going to pass out from the pain. I have to stop here and say, so I've never been sung by a jellyfish, like we said, but once I had hot pepper hands. Have you ever heard of us? Oh my gosh. I remember when you had it. I told Matt about it recently. You guys, so I've never gone through childbirth, but it was the worst pain I've ever experienced. And I remember thinking, so it was just from chopping jalapeno peppers. Like, And Ashley, I feel guilty because I'm pretty sure I'm the one that told you to pickle hot pe- pickle jalapenos. But you didn't tell me to do it without gloves on. I did it without gloves and I did not get hot pepper hands. So <laughs> were your store-bought? I wouldn't have even known. No, I grew them. Yeah, see, I because ours were... Um, homegrown as well and I'm wondering if it's because you I've heard you can't really control the heat level when you do well and the longer they stay on the bush the hotter they get so if you waited until the end of the season oh yeah ours um, were way past prime if you look at a jalapeno if it is like very green 
um it's probably less hot once it starts to get almost like wrinkles and stretch marks on it like yeah. those little like lines yes it gets hotter and then they start to turn red and that's when they're gonna burn your mouth off yes or your hands off so or arms. your hands off so now ashley comes to us with no arms and no legs i've got stumps um ours were ours were like shriveled red dark like they mm. had just been on there for way mm-hmm. too long because we were like what are we gonna do yep. with these anyway so i guess renee told me to pickle i don't remember i blacked out I don't remember anything from that night but I was just I was gonna pickle jalapenos oh I was gonna make um I was gonna make jalapeno oil or something like that like well you did yeah you just put it all over your hands yeah well it was like oh no you're right it was pickled jalapenos um I was trying to think I was thinking if I was making a um like a sauce or a salsa from them but no it was yeah it was jalapeno salsa that's what it was. Oh, that's right. Like a relish. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're supposed to like slice them, you know, devein them, take out the seeds, whatever. And so I was doing that and I was like scraping the insides out with my bare hands because I was like, you could put them in your eyes and it's not going to hurt. Um, they're so not mm. spicy. Uh, f- listeners out there, do not do that. I guess uh, I guess what Renee said, like if they're wrinkly and veiny and red because um, – it didn't hurt right away. In fact, it was fine right away. I chopped them up. I made the salsa, put it in the fridge. And then I was like cleaning up and I was like, oh, hmm, I'm kind of like starting to like, oh, I feel like a little bit of residual spice on my hands. And then it got worse and worse for the next four hours. Yeah, because it like penetrated through yeah. your skin and was just like so. Well, and in. Ben was like, oh, oh maybe try taking a shower. Sorry, Ben. That was really terrible advice. Oh. So I took a shower. Because the yeah, heat. Yeah, so the heat opens your pores and it just gets in mm-hmm. farther. And I was like, this is really hurting. And it was like, it wasn't unbearable pain on my hands, but it was just starting to get hotter and hotter. And my hands were cold to the touch, but felt like I was touching a hot stove. And I was worried that I was going to go into shock because I was like, if my body thinks my hands are on a hot stove, my brain's going to like shut my body down or something. And Mm -hmm. so I was just afraid anyway. So yeah, I thought the whole, I thought I was going to pass out from the pain. I get that. I was, I was seriously, I was like, Ben, where's the closest? Cause he was just like, he was trying to help. He like made me a paste out of milk Mm -hmm. and flour and stuff. And he like made me a bag of ice to hold on to, but like nothing was working. I was Googling. He wasn't really taking it seriously. Um, and then he kind of was, but I don't, I just was like, I'm not kidding, Ben. He was like, he like went to sleep and I was like, no, no. Where's the closest hospital? Can you please wake up in an hour mm-hmm. and check that I'm still breathing? Like, <laughs> so serious. Yeah. Well, I remember you texted me the next day and you were like, I finally fell asleep clutching a bag yes. of ice. And I felt so bad <laughs> It for was you. terrible. So I had to, I, so Sounds the awful. paste didn't work. Um, I Googled it and what, and somebody, it was like, you know those recipes that are like recipe for chicken noodle soup. It was one warm, one cold fall oh day gosh. when I first I, met my husband. Every, <laughs> oh, every time I look at a food blog, I'm like, this is so annoying. It's so I do not. You guys care. who are food bloggers, I don't care. Just, just cut the crap. <sighs> I'm sorry, we don't want to hear about your golden retriever. <laughs> Or if you're like, I tried this recipe so many times, and here are the things that I trialed and errored. This is helpful information to you. But not like... That I might read. Everyone loves soup. Soup, soup, soup. (laughs) 
It's so annoying. In fact, if you are looking for um, uh, narration-free recipes, I really suggest the New York Times cooking Instagram oh. account and page. <clears throat> Don't you have to have an account? It's really nice. Um, well, you get a 30-day <clears throat> free trial, but their Instagram, you don't have to have uh, an account. You can like get all the recipes on there. But anyway, it's just nice. Um, Do you know what my favorite little trick to is? Have to... The jump to recipe button, but not... But they don't yeah, always not have all that. of them have it. Um, so if you're a food blogger, like please stop. Just put the put the recipe at the no, top just give me the recipe. and maybe put a little asterisk. So I follow. I love this one called Recipe Tin Eats. I don't know what it means, but mm-hmm. um, it's a woman, an Australian woman named Nagi, I think. And anyway, she kind of has stuff, but it's it's usually related. Like I tried this recipe back. You know, I first tried it in whatever. Now I mm-hmm. use cream instead of milk. Here's why. Blah blah blah. Um, here's like why you want these ingredients and where you can find them. But I, she has a jump to recipe. I usually do, and then it always just has a little asterisk that says like C note one, C note two, and it's like you can substitute mm-hmm. with this. You can, you know, it's relevant stuff, not like stories about her family. Anyway, um, yes, I finally on one of those. I was so mad that I had to scroll like all the way down to the bottom that was like if you cut the the chilies without using um gloves it's something called capsaicin or it's something in the capsaicin oil of capsicum no it's not a capsicum capsicum is the word for bell pepper it's like a capsaicin oil it's a different word. Oh, um, gotcha. In peppers. And it's that's what's so spicy. And so you have to find something to bind. I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but you have to find something to bind to that oil. And then it oh. pull, draws it out. So it was like use like um, a, like an a, olive oil or something like that. So what I did was then right. I washed my hands in hot water again to open them back up, slathered them with capsaicin or with um, uh olive oil. oil yeah and then scraped them as hard as I could stand Aww. like scrubbed them raw I did that like five times which probably hurt even more than usual because they were burning exactly they were burning and they were already like raw because I'd been like trying to put paste thing. and stuff and like super hot water so I was yeah but I was just like I'm gonna do this now because otherwise if these keep getting hotter and hotter overnight I will die so yeah so I Aww. scraped them raw like slathered them in oil like three or four times and then let, lay down in my bed clutching a bag of ice. <sighs> Poor thing. It's okay. It's over now. So for those of you, if this ever happens to you, call me right away and I'll tell you what to do. Do not. <laughs> well, you just did. Do not take a hot shower. Oh, and the worst part was I was still wearing my contacts when this happened. And so I was like, there is no way I'm touching my eye. I'm going to have to get Ben to take my contacts out for me, which oh, I was yeah. like, he's got big old fingers. I was like, this is going to be yeah. worse. <laughs> like, I was like, maybe I'll need to put yeah. on gloves and do it. But um, yeah, thankfully after. How'd you get them out? Or you just sleep with them? No. I, oh, they're fused to your eyes yeah, forever? I, was say, I can't do that. That's the worst. But um. No, thankfully, after I took the shower, like the oils hadn't got to my fingertips, which I truly think was an act of God. And that's the only way that I got them out. Anyway, um, yeah. So thankfully, I could get my contacts out without transferring the oils. But just be careful. Even if it's jalapenos, you guys, just just wear gloves. (laughs) Well, there's still peppers. And as you've said, like they can get hotter and hotter. So 
it's definitely whenever I make pickled jalapenos or like I do like stuffed jalapenos, like jalapeno poppers kind of, because what else are you going to use an entire bushel of jalapenos for? I always tell people, I'm like, it's Russian roulette. Like some of them, you're going to think you're just eating a bell pepper and then the next one is going to like burn your lips off. Exactly. Oh, and the recipe though, I was like, I'm never touching this jalapeno relish. Like... Don't let it come near me. To be honest with you, it actually was really delicious, and it came out super tasty. Oh, I believe it. So I was like, oh, okay, I don't mind, because it had like a tiny kick, but all the all the hot oils had transferred to me, so they were not in the <laughs> relish anymore. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway. Chandler tried – no, no, no. Joey was going to pee on Mon- – Monica couldn't pee on herself is what it all came down to. Right. She couldn't, she couldn't bend, bend that, that way. way. And um, which I guess the other alternative would be to pee in your hands and then put it on it, but that's disgusting. And you're not supposed to rub it. You just feel like you'd also lose all the pee. That's probably true. <laughs> you know, like um, it's not a perfect system. And, and Joey was going to pee on her, and they were like, "Ew!" And he's like, "Hey, I stepped up. I'd pee on any one of you." And mm-hmm. then he couldn't do it. He got stage fright. <laughs> the stage fright. And so then Chandler. <laughs> And they look over and Chandler screams into his hands. And he's like, he he peed on Monica, I think is what it all came down to. I just think it's so funny. And so anyway, to wrap that one up, at the very end, you know, Chandler's doing the whole like, if we were a couple, we could be playing this game naked. And she's like, look, I think you're great. I think you're funny and smart. And I love you. But you'll always be the guy that peed on me. So that's how that one ends up. I actually, there's one part when they're telling the story and they t- say that Chandler did it and he screams and he's like, and Joey's yelling, do it, do oh, it yeah. now, do it now. Sometimes late at night, I still hear the screaming. And Joey's like, that's because I do it on your wall to freak you out. But I'm like, Phoebe's still wearing the same They're dress all still wearing the, the same clothes. It has not been that yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, that used to bother me. I'm sorry, I did forget to mention that one. They're all wearing the same clothes. So it's like the same day that they got home from the beach. I don't know if they thought we wouldn't notice. We noticed. So that's, I can sometimes late at night, I can still hear the screaming. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about Ross? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right. So we, the big cliffhanger from the end of last season was that Ross opens the door and we don't know if it's Bonnie's door or Rachel's door. He walks in. He just says, Hi. Hi. He walks in, and Bonnie and Rachel are both there. Bonnie is getting her head aloed because it got all sunburned. And it turns out that that was – so she goes, okay, I'm going to our room and leaves. And so it turns out that he did go into Rachel's room to see her and finish that kiss. Right. One assumes. Um, Mm -hmm. I really want to finish that kiss. I know, so whiny. Um, so look, whiny. I'd have a, I'd have a problem if, or I'd think it was super weird if my boyfriend went into his ex girlfriend's room and closed the door. But Bonnie's very sexually aggressive, so maybe she doesn't notice or mind. Yeah, I. Don't I'd have know. a problem with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, she's just like, okay, I'll be in our room, and like, excuses herself. And closes um, the door behind her. I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It is weird. But 
I mean, honestly, they haven't been dating that long. Maybe he doesn't even, she doesn't even realize, like, all the details. That they used to date or something? Yeah. I was wondering if she would know. I'm sure she knows that they dated, but they've been, like, functioning very normally around each other. That's true. So, like, to her, it's like, well, maybe they dated for a while, but clearly they're friends now, so it's not weird. Yeah, it's in the past or whatever. I think kudos to Bonnie for just, like, letting them be friends. Um but it did not work out for her, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess that's true. She might not know all of the details about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, so they start kissing, they being Ross and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, bye. I got to go break up with Bonnie. And she's like, right now? But I agree. Like, that's the right thing to do. Totally. Um. And I think, yeah, Rachel's like, can't you just like, I guess, I guess she's just like, can you just ignore it and break up with her when we get back in New York? Because like, yeah. yeah, it's awkward, like break up with somebody right. out on like, vacation in the middle of the night. Then be on pause. I don't think she's asking Ross to sleep over, but I, I agree. Yeah. It is awkward to break up with her when you guys are like at a VRBO, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. I totally agree. But then he's like, no, no, if I go in there, she's going to want to do stuff. And she's like, can't you just say you're not in the mood and you're tired? And he's like, no, she likes that. Yeah. Once Ugh. again, back to Bonnie being sexually aggressive. So predator. And Rachel's like, okay, that's enough. La, 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 he's la, like, la, la. Ooh, don't Ooh. need to hear all, don't know why don't you're telling me all this. <laughs> um, Faking sleep so, doesn't work either. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> okay, Ross. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, T-M-I. So Ross comes back in and he's like, well, it's over. She's like, how was it? He's like, long. And I was kind of like, I'm surprised that it took so long because as you just said, like they haven't been dating that long. It doesn't seem that serious. But maybe Bonnie thought they really had something good going. Yeah. Well, she probably felt Um, super blindsided, which I don't blame her. Yeah. And I wonder if he, did he tell her? That it was because he wanted to get back together with Rachel? I'm guessing. And so then yeah, that, that would begs suck. more questions, you know. I feel like breakups th- are never short. No, it's true. And you're right. You she just, probably was totally blindsided. And I kind of feel like, I don't know, it's easy to say this. I feel like I would be like, right, well, I'm going to go down and sleep on the couch. Or like, I'm going to sleep here. You go sleep on the couch. I'm going to mm-hmm. leave like when's the first train in the morning. But he called her a cab back to New York, which would be, I don't know, I'm assuming a million dollars. Like one to two million. Yeah. Yeah. Just like one to two million. So um, and then so Ross comes back in and Rachel's like, I wrote you a letter. (laughs) Yes. I love this. I like mail. Um, I love mail. The infamous letter. So he tries to kiss her and she like pulls back and she's like, you know, there's just all this stuff I need to tell you about. And, you know, before I can even think about getting back together, I need to know that we're on the same page. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. R- really good on Rachel because yeah. she's basically saying like, I want to put the past behind us, but I can't just ignore it and pretend it's all gone and okay. Like to avoid this coming up, every, you know, all the time for the rest of our relationship, she's trying to squash it. Like this would have, this will bug me. For the rest of, you know, and so I need to get it out. 
Well, yeah. And I think like it is important to be on the same page with things, especially big things like this. Like this wasn't just a small blip, you know, like it was very, very bad. The whole thing was very bad. Um, And while there are, you know, many things that contribute to their relationship needing a reset, this is like the one you can't take back. You know? Yeah. Um, And you can't really explain away. And so I I do think, like, it's important to be on the same page. Because if you just pretend, you know, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. So if they just, like, pretend like nothing happens, I just, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, like, I I, we've said this before, that, like, I do think, I mean, it's up to the couple, right? Like, everyone's going to be different. I do think there are some people where, like, one person could have cheated on the other one and you can get past it, but you can't get past it if it's going to come up and, like, someone's going to hold it against you every time you do something wrong. Right. You actually have to address it and move forward. Or, like, if you're going to act like, why do you care who I'm texting? Gosh, get over it. Like, you have to admit that yes, you need to earn trust back. Mm-hmm. And the other person needs to actually be willing to give you that trust if you earn it. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, so I get that. I, I don't understand why she needs him to take responsibility. Like, um, okay, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so he's like, this is 18 pages, front and back. And she's like, mm-hmm. He's like, so I better get cracking. And so... <laughs> He goes to read it, um, falls asleep because it's 530 in the morning. It's an 18-page letter. He clearly doesn't care as much. Um, And so he's just like, when she comes down in the morning, he's like, finished. And I'm like, yeah, not great that you've just restarted your relationship with dishonesty. I know. I'm like, if it was me, I would have actually just gone to sleep, woken up. And been like, I probably would have said, look, I can't, you know, I just went through a lot with breaking up with Bonnie. Mm -hmm. I will read this first thing in the morning. Like, I don't have to stay here. You know, he's got an empty bedroom next door. Like, I don't have to stay. Like, let me go get some sleep and then I'll read this and we can talk about this when we get back to New York or something or back to the city. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to be on the same page with you, too. I, I, but I'm one of those people that I've learned, like, I cannot function without sleep. Mm-hmm. And I've just learned to ask, just to say that, just to be like, no, I'm sorry, I cannot forego well, sleep. And I even think if when she came downstairs, if he was like, oh, my gosh, I fell asleep I fell as asleep. soon as I got down here. She might have been annoyed, but not as annoyed as lying about it mm-hmm. and saying it later. I mean, come on, Ross. Well, it's another it's another example of Ross trying to cover up what he uh-huh. did to just be like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, like yep. he's putting the bandaid on it. Yeah. So, yep. so when he's like done, and so then she's like, so does it? Which and he's like is so clever. The writing is so good. Yeah, that's so, so good. It's just vague and, enough. And he's like, you know, I wanted to give that whole does it thing another once over, and she's like. Ross, you know what? Either it does or it doesn't. And if you even have to think about it, he's like, no, 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 no. I know my answer. It does. <laughs> like Long moment of silence. And then she's like, <laughs> and like runs into his arms, which yep. is so good. Um, so it's super funny. But then later 
he and and she's like it does and he's like it really and truly does and then later reads the whole thing for the first time and realizes that it's like you you know like we can't get back together unless you take full responsibility for your actions does that sound like something you can do does it yeah now this is where i don't quite know okay fully agree he was unfaithful technicality whatever I don't think they were actually I mean I know he thought they and I argued this like I know he thought they were broken up and so I guess like sure technicality he thought they were broken up but even if that's what he thought like terrible move Mm -hmm. um I I don't understand why it's so important that he like accepts responsibility or like I says like it was my fault okay I think I do and I don't even know if it's so much for fault as it is like taking responsibility for what he did because it's it's the same thing over and over again like you were saying he tries to put the band-aid on it and make it not that big of a deal and sweep it all under the yeah. rug yeah and I think that's what she needs right like instead of being truly sorry about what happened when they <clears throat> originally broke up on. he wanted to minimize it cover it up control her feelings and like try to move forward mm. rather than being like I did the most terrible thing and all I want to do is figure out a way for you to trust me again. Instead, he was like, but we were on a break and so it's not that bad. And you know, like he always is like trying to minimize the stuff he does. And so I think for her really to feel like, okay, you, you do. I know that he regrets it, but does he really regret it? Or does he regret that he was caught? You know, like, I mean, I do think he regrets it, but I think more so, he tried to control the whole situation so she never found out and you know made it that it was her fault because she he thought that you know mark was there and um i don't know so i i do think it's like it's just that kind of more of like the gesture i think that she needs like yeah to know that that's not the way he wants to act and I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, it's for me, it wouldn't be like, okay, whose fault is this? But right. like, except like admitting that he hurt her. Yeah. And it Which seems he barely like has done. He, yes. I was going to say, it seems like that's what he's been incapable of yeah. um, so far is like admitting, because he just keeps like, instead of, I mean, he has said like, I'm so sorry, I made the biggest mistake, but then he tries to be like, you need to forgive me. You know what right. I mean? Instead of like. I would think his apologies yeah. come more from the, well, I'm sorry you took it that way camp. Or I'm sorry <laughs> that that, I'm sorry that that's how you feel camp. Right. Like, I'm truly sorry that my actions have devastated you. If you're out there listening and you don't know the difference between the two things we just said, oh DM gosh. us and we're going to give you some coaching that's going to change your relationships. All you need to do is read like the first third of Amy Poehler's book. She has Ooh, the did best. she mention it in there? Oh my gosh. I feel like I talk about this all the time. She talks about something that she did on SNL. She did this skit and she didn't know it was about a real person. Yeah. And yeah, she I felt like, story. well, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was a real person. I didn't do anything wrong. And she like defended herself to the end. 
it was like i'm sorry but i'm sorry but or it's not my fault that you took it that way or whatever um and then she realizes like it doesn't yes okay it wasn't necessarily her fault because she didn't know that doesn't mean that her actions weren't hurtful like intention is not always impact it's the difference between intention and impact yes so she had great intentions but her impact was very negative Um, right I've heard this explained super well where somebody was like when people go like oh well that's not what I meant or like I'm sorry it was like okay if you like step on someone's foot Mm-hmm. on the sidewalk and they go ow you don't go get over it I didn't that wasn't my intention well I'm sorry your feet you know are I mean? so sensitive yeah or you don't go mm-hmm. like well I'm sorry your foot was there or like sorry that you know you were in my way like you don't go like that wasn't what I meant to do so mm-hmm. I'm not sorry you go like oh my gosh I'm so sorry are you okay mm-hmm. and you apologize of course yep. that was not your intention to run right. into somebody right. but that's the impact you had and so yeah. you apologize for it yeah exact same thing yeah and so she kind of goes through that whole story in her book and then she does they're really short and I bet you could find the excerpts without even reading the book but she does like an apology from the head and an apology from the heart an apology from the head is like, well, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I didn't know you're so sensitive. Like, um, you know, I didn't mean it like that, like all that kind of stuff. And then the heart right. was like, regardless of intent, I know I hurt you. And and although I can't change that, I want you to know I'm sorry. Um, you know, like I do think it's I do think there's a place to not explain yourself, but, you know, context it does matter. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that people were hurt by you. So, yes. you know. And I mean, like, I do think that Ross and Rachel, like, now that some of that pain and, like, the heat of the moment has gone away, like, it would be good to have a conversation about yeah. why everything got to where it did and why it all happened. Because to be honest with you, like, I feel like more than the cheating, Ross had – because, like, that was a one-time thing that was very – unlike Ross yeah um but not to say that that excuses it whatsoever right but I feel like the real issue I would have I'd have an issue with that but like the second biggest issue I'd have mm. is just how how badly he behaved yeah. and how like controlling. controlling and possessive he was mm-hmm. for like the five months or whatever it was leading up to yeah. the breakup Control- and like so controlling and mistrusting Yeah. And so that's what I'd want to address is like, you know, you got mad that I liked my job and I was there long and you thought it was because of this guy, not because like, you know, how stupid and shallow do you think I am? Like I'm getting, I'm really good at my job and I'm trying to be a good employee. Like, so that's what I would want to more so talk about because that's where I don't think his behaviors changed whatsoever. Right. Well, and what frustrates me really to the end of Ross is that he harasses Rachel for months and months and months about mark and all she does is show him i love you i like my job mark is there but i'm not there because of mark he's just my friend right she like he can't let it go and then he does this thing that is like truly horrible and he's like but 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 i didn't mean it so it's okay can we just go back to normal you know what i mean like yeah. He he has given her she has given him no reason to actually be jealous as he is. He just wants all of her time and wants her but then to he rely gives on him her more. a reason. But yeah. he gives her a reason, but he's like, "Well, can't you just get over it?" You know? Yeah. That's what's so hard um, for me to swallow. 
there's another thing I've heard before that's about apologies and stuff. And it's like, we judge other people on the impact they have, but we Mm -hmm. judge ourselves on our intention. Ooh, yeah, that's true. And so when it's like, and that's exactly what Ross is doing, like, oh, come on, it was a mistake. I didn't mean it. You know, get over it. But like with her, she was like, what are you talking about? I don't like Mark. There's nothing there. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. You know, I feel hurt. So there must be. Um, Mm -hmm. There's another book about if we haven't explained it well enough and you want to dive deeper into this it's kind of like one of those five love language type books but it's about apologies Mm -hmm. and it's like the way that people need to hear apologies expressed right um I thought it was quite interesting because an ex-boyfriend's mom actually told me about it and it was like some people need to hear I'm so sorry I know I hurt you some people need to hear like Uh, here's what I did wrong and here's what I'm going to do differently going forward. Right. You know what I mean? Like some people need to be like, I need to know that you know you hurt me. Other people need to be like, I think I'm the kind that it's like, what's your plan for not doing this again? You know what I mean? Like I need to hear some like, give me your steps for like, well, next time something like we're in this type of situation, how can I be sure that you're going to like, sorry is fine, but you know, follow it up with some action type stuff. Right. Um, And I can't remember the other types, but Look, I think the whole like intention and impact and uh, and all of that um, is, I think you should judge others by giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then when it comes to you apologizing, just don't like, you know, apologize for the impact you had, not for the intention. Yeah. That's so hard anyway. though. Like it's so human. Of course. Because you know what you meant. And, yeah. But I think that like you, you can't. always know what everybody else meant. Yeah, that's why I think you need to give yeah. people the benefit of the doubt because totally. you don't know what they meant. Right. But like, it's also really hard to have somebody listen to your intentions if they are very hurt by your impact. Oh, yeah. So that's why I think it's good to do the like, uh, like validate their feelings, essentially, like recognize that they're hurt and validate mm-hmm. that. And then I think they're much more in a position to hear you out. But if they think that you're just making excuses and you're just trying to defend yourself, they're never going right. to hear you out. Totally. And I think that's a so, lot of the problem with Ross is that he doesn't do a lot of apologizing. He just does a lot of defending ex- and explaining. Defending himself. Yeah, like justifying. Mm-hmm. It comes off as justifying, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people cannot say I'm sorry. Like it's the hardest thing in the world for them. Right. Um, I don't get that. Or they uh, say I it don't... with like zero meaning behind it. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, are you happy? Okay, you happy (laughs) now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. You said those (laughs) two words and that fixed it all. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Um, I don't know. I think it's just like we're all humans bumping into each other, you know, physically, like literally and metaphorically. So I just feel like there's so much, of course, of course, of course, even if that wasn't my intention, like there's plenty of room for apologizing because it doesn't mean I'm wrong or a bad person. I don't know. Just just say it just say you're sorry right well the only way for him to move forward with Rachel is to apologize and to actually take responsibility so he has two choices he can do that or he cannot do that and apparently it is too hard for him to do that because he's complaining to the guys so he's complaining to the guys that he's like I don't take full responsibility for everything that went wrong in our relationship. This, I think, goes to the heart of, like, he still thinks there was something there between her and Mark. Right. Or he still thinks that 
she did wasn't a good girlfriend because she wasn't around enough and she was putting her job first or whatever he thinks. Right. He right. thinks that, you know, all that initial stuff, he's like, no, it took two people to break up this relationship. You know, you broke up with me and he doesn't think that his behavior leading up to that night for five months was problematic mm-hmm. or he thinks it's only half the problem or whatever. Um, the guys give terrible advice and they're like, just forget about it. Okay. Is Ross capable of letting things go? (laughs) Have you met Ross? Um, Yeah. And so they're like, look, you got what you want. You're back with Rachel. Just don't ever bring this up. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Um, And so I love when they're when Ross and Rachel are in their bed and Mm -hmm. Rachel has that uh, that monologue where she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, my mom was all once a cheater, always a cheater. (laughs) And to be fair, like. Ross isn't a cheater. He did, you know, he did mess up, but he's not. That's not the, yeah. Yeah. That's not his chronological pattern of problematic behavior. Right. That's just something extremely hurtful that he did. Yes. And wants to justify. And then he freaks out. Oh, my gosh. And is like, we were on a break. And so then they have this huge fight. Which I love this fight. It's so funny. It's so funny. I love when, yeah, because she's like, we're so over. And he's like, uh, uh, fine by me. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I didn't read your letter. I fell asleep. You fell asleep? I know. It's so good. And when she's like, I'm sorry about all that sleep you're going to miss wishing you were with me. And he's like, don't worry about me being asleep. I still have your letter. Oh, it's so good. You had rambled on for 18 pages. Front and back. <laughs> Renee and I say that to each other all the time. Oh, my gosh. I could. Yeah. This whole fight is hilarious. Yeah. And I kind I love it. I think it's funny. Yeah. And actually, I think this phase of their breaking up is so much more tolerable than the former phase. Yeah. Because the former like we still are like walking on eggshells around each other uh-huh. but still have feelings and are all hurt. That's the problem it's, is they both were like I didn't want to break up and now they're like that's yeah. it. It's and now they're like over. <laughs> yeah, they're like screw you. I mean they are obviously still hurt and st- because mm-hmm. of feelings but now they're just like trying to one up each other. They'll be trying to one up each other and it's really funny. Although yeah. I could see how it would get unbearable if you were around each other. But yeah. um Okay, so the thing when he runs out the door and she's like, it's not that common. It doesn't happen to every guy and it is a big deal. Do you want to take a stab at what you think they're talking about? I would guess uh, erectile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say impotence, but yes. Have a a hard time getting the flag up the pole? Yeah, I'm guessing that's what it is too. (laughs) Um, But anyway... Uh, so funny. So this is, this is the, I was going to say beginning of the end, but not really. It's like the middle of the breakdown, (laughs) the roller coaster between these two. It's the end point five. I don't know. It's like the second and a half time they've broken up. Yeah. It's like intermission. It's like act two. I don't know. (laughs) What it is. But Yeah. So, but they're definitely where I feel like they were in a weird limbo before, like end of season three. It was like they both clearly had feelings for each other, but couldn't get past the the issues. It's definitely over now, for now, and 
And like Monica, uh, sorry, like Rachel says um, when they're at the beach, she's like, yes, I broke up with you. It's not because it's not because I stopped loving you. Mm-hmm. It's because I was hurt by you. And mm-hmm. now it's like, it's not that they stopped loving each other, but it is. It's like, they, okay, clearly there's differences. Well, they, they're, it's just that they're like, okay, we're never going to be on the same page about this. So. Right. Right. Yep. Ah, uh, so funny. Okay. So that's pretty much it for now. I mean. So welcome. Welcome. welcome yeah, that's it for now. 2.0 of season, Ross and Rachel. Season four. Season freaking four. I can't believe we did it. Season four. seasons. So what's up? What's on the agenda for us next week? On the agenda next week is season four, episode two, the one with the cat. Meow. Meow. Slash Phoebe's mom. <laughs> I hope people's cats just like looked at the at the speaker like, huh? Mm-hmm. I hope so too. Um, and send us pictures okay. of your cats if you want. I mean, oh my gosh, you, always yeah. that is always an invitation. Slide yes, into our DMs send us with a picture of a cat. Of cat. We love it. I want a kit pic. Well, that's a kitten picture. A kit pic. <laughs> I'll try to send. Well, you've already seen Mr. Fluffy. You've seen oh. Steve. You've so seen good. all our neighborhood cats. Oh, not all um, of them. I have plenty of other neighborhood cats. Okay, we'll share those. Okay. A whole gallery of neighborhood cats. <laughs> okay, well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming with us through to um, episode one of season four. Join us next time for episode two, the one with the cat. See you then. See ya. Bye. Bye.